Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Steam Forward Podcast. My name is Savannah, and I'm your host, as always. And today, our guest is Dr. Gus Castanellos. And Dr. Gus has been with Gen 2050 for seven years, so ever since the beginning. He is a retired neurologist and teaches our students all about the practice of mindfulness. So everybody, can you please welcome our guest, Dr. Gus? Well, welcome, Dr. Gus. How are you feeling today? Really great, Savannah. It's really, really, really pleased to be here. Yeah. It's an honor. It's really exciting. So can you just tell us a little bit more about yourself? How long have you known Pastor Linda? How long have you been married? We heard you just became a grandfather. So just give us a little insight inside of your life. Um, Sure. I'm a retired doctor, like mm-hmm. noted, and I've been practicing mindfulness for about 25 years. I re- we, Linda and I met when uh, she through the FIU College of Medicine. Right. Doing some mindfulness with them, and she was starting to work with some of the people there. Okay. And that's how we got started. And like you said, we have been with the camp since the beginning. There's Jenny. We're on our seventh year now, so yeah. even the planning stage is right before that, too. So yeah, it's great. It's been one of, one of the best experiences of my life here coming to this camp. That's awesome. And so how is it being a grandfather? How is it being married for all these years? You're wife is one of the most pleasant people i've ever met so just give us a little insight inside of your life yeah she's been um i call her my mindfulness everything's all the support because of her that i got through yeah. um so we've been married 41 42 years wow we've been together 43 years married 41 i should better get that right <laughs> um yeah i'm being a grandfather my first grandchild is now seven months it's kind of interesting though new role to play right great yeah and you're just along for the ride yeah we love that so how did you become a neurologist how did you get into that kind of field that career the what what happened was i come from a family of doctors so okay my grandfather is a cardiologist my father is a cardiologist and i share their exact same name so when i was in medical school i was going all in those trips yeah something happened first when i got to my psychiatry rotations um, I found it fascinating about the mind and things like that, um, but I didn't like psychiatrists. Mm-hmm. So when I hit neurology, that really was sparked my interest. It was it was a field that we did not know that much about compared to all of the fields. So it, that's what really got me motivated to going into neurology. And by the way, my brother went into psychiatry. Mm-hmm. So. He and I rebelled against the family yeah. tradition of heart specialist because my brother's son, my nephew, yeah. is a cardiologist. Yeah. So so you got into neurology. And that, so was it really challenging learning all about the brain or was it just kind of something you were really natural at? Yeah, well, I don't know if it's natural. It was more um, inspiring and intellectually stimulated to study something that we didn't know that much about right host to the other like the heart the stomach or the mm-hmm. joints things like that there was a fair amount of knowledge and also people were just working on techniques to image right a picture of the heart the catheterization or x-rays or these mri scans whereas the brain was much more nebulous i guess yeah and to one 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 extent there is that all opinions, their opinions were valid as opposed to in other fields where it's this way or you're wrong. Right. So um, it was really, really more the intellectual stimulation that came from. Right. So it was like a whole new world of discovery. Yeah. Yeah. That's- and, and it went, kept going 
wasn't like a mm-hmm. stop. So you could constantly be pursuing and learning. Okay. And so maybe our listeners here don't know what mindfulness is. So could you just give us like a brief description? How would you describe in your own words what mindfulness is? Sure. Yeah. Thanks for asking. It's a question that I get asked a lot. Uh-huh. It has no one description or, or um, definition. Uh, but I did want to connect it to the brain. So the mindfulness has something to do with the mind, uh, where I was studying the brain before, and now I'm studying the mind. So it was a natural fit. So it continued that theme of a very interesting um, study of the mind now as opposed to the brain. So mindfulness is about being aware in the present moment. Right. It really just simply means that awareness of what's here now, but on a moment-to-moment basis. We try to cultivate that as much as possible literally 24 7 which is right. i find impossible but um but that's the point and we also strongly emphasize cultivating a, a sort of a positive attitude like being friendly being curious being kind to whatever it is that you're aware of yeah so, so why do you think that it's important to practice my mindfulness you know, and that's a good point because you could ask, I'm, I'm aware of my moments and I'm in a really bad mood. I'm very anxious, I'm angry, I'm sad. Why would you want to be more aware in that moment? Temptation is to get out of that moment or do something to change. Right. So do you think it's hard for people to be in the moment and to be self-aware of their emotions, their feelings, their at- attitudes? Is that why mindfulness is like important? You know, and that's what makes it challenging for many mm-hmm. people, which, by the way, my word was going to be courage. Yeah. Because it does take courage to do this work. Most people don't come to us to mindfulness classes and say, my moments are great, my life is great, I want to be more aware. Right. They have a tendency to be aware of the pleasant moments, but we don't seem to um, remember them as well as when we have a negative Right. We have a bad moment. We hang on to it, and it's, it's a, call it a negativity bias. We get stuck on the unpleasant, the negative ones more. So, what we tend to do when something unpleasant, painful arises, we want to run away from, mm-hmm. suppress it, get rid of it, change it, uh, and we may do that in healthy ways, or we may do that with unhealthy ways. The mindfulness teaches to be more present with because. To get past it, sometimes you just have to go through it. Right. But at the very least, to be clear on what's happening mm-hmm. rather than what you would hope isn't happening or is happening or fantasizing it away. Really see this is really what's happening mm-hmm. so that you can make a better choice about what to do about it. Right. And so I know in Gen 2050, we do it in a group setting, but outside of summer camp, do you do it on a one to one basis in a group setting and smaller group settings? All of them. All of them. Yeah. 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 So, and the one-to-one, it's more of like a personal relationship. You kind of know them a little more. You know what they're going through a little more. So you can do different techniques to help with mindfulness. Yeah. The one-to-one is more specific for that person's issues. Sometimes it's just practical. Whatever class I'm running, they couldn't get into the class. It was a long time. So we make it more feasible that way. But mostly it's because we can address their problems specifically. But on the other side, the groups... The, the um, support of the group and the um, value of having others sharing their experiences is really, really therapeutic and powerful. So there are trade-offs. Mm-hmm. Uh, one's more specific and unique. The other one has the group support. Right. Uh, 
And many people will go one-on-one and go to the group or go from the group to one-on-ones. So what's it like teaching mindfulness with adults compared to students? Is there like a difference? Is it extreme? Is it not so extreme? So who's going to be watching this? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, no, no. It's, thank you for, for raising that because I don't really do that many so-called under 18 year old right mostly it's here in the camp and it, it's been a real um learning experience for me, for me with the teens the adults the problem the issue with the adults is that they come in with all kinds of problems right and so and some of them are really having they're struggling with let's say substance use some of them are really having bad panic attacks some of them are having um burnout from the professions so dealing with them is more dealing with their so-called crisis in that respect with the kids here with the, with the teens it's more really raising what mindfulness can really be powerful for which is raising that self-awareness so that yeah. you learn to regulate especially your own emotion yeah yeah so what would be so if we could do because mindfulness is all about techniques and practices you have to practice it for it to be the best technique for you and to really know what mindfulness is. So if you could give us maybe like a little technique that people watching can take with them and do like when they need a moment, maybe they're angry or they're mad or they need self-awareness in a moment, what would be a technique that we could use? Yeah, so um, one quick one is the stop practice, <laughs> S-T-O-P. And, and the stop practice, you we suggest to people when you come see these people driving, so when you come to a stop sign yeah. or a stoplight, um, uh, take a moment to practice this. And stop stands for stop. S T is the take a breath. O is observe. Observe what's happening, how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Check in, what's going on, how's your body, what emotions, if any. And then P is proceed. And then go on. Mm-hmm. So when whenever you're getting into a heated situation. If you've practiced that a few times, when that happens, you can just sort of pause right there, stop, and just check in before you react. Right. And may keep you from doing something that you regret later. Right. And just to clarify, like mindfulness doesn't take over like therapy and uh, psychologists. It's more of just uh, practical practices that we can implement in our lives just to be more in tune with our emotions, correct? Correct. Although there is some tendency for the brain, the mind, mm-hmm. the psyche to self-heal or self-correct itself so so that you don't need to be seeing a psychologist for every problem. Right. But mindfulness is the one is the thing that can lead you to say, this is too overwhelming. I do need professional help. Right. Or getting help from friends or clergy or whoever might be helpful for you. Okay. And so I guess for the final question, what is your goal what is your purpose what do you hope to achieve with teaching mindfulness to gen 2050 if you had a goal yeah although i probably will be around in 2050 (laughs) i do want to see yeah the generations for my grandchild since to really change the world um for the better because right now we're in this turmoil i've been around for quite many years on the planet and there seemed to be a steady evolution toward a certain way and suddenly here we kind of are, are i guess questioning which is not necessarily wrong right but um what 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 i'm hoping for my little part from the camp is to raise enough self-awareness mm-hmm. 
and the individuals that they can start learning more and more about themselves and the awareness applies to the um the actions that they take and the results of the action right in other words they feel this way they act this way and then they produce some um, result that they like that's good that's good for themselves and others or the opposite harmful and they can learn that way and so it becomes sort of a, a feedback mechanism since this was harmful i should change my way bringing it from the self-awareness then opening it up to awareness of each other the relationships you're in the situation that you're in the society you're in the culture and so then you can make it into a um, social practice as well so you would say that if they start kind of younger it might more helpful in their journey to adulthood and all the real world problems yeah when you say younger you mean like the teenagers yeah the teenagers for sure i think or we have learned it in this is just sort of my own theory uh from some of the research mm-hmm. the younger kids are already fairly self-aware right they yeah. just need to be taught what to do with that you know how to act that's why we need to teach the rules and all that the teens are the ones that can cultivate that self-awareness more to go inside and trust themselves to know when to act for help versus uh, acting on their own. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I know you already gave us, because you know we love to do the word of the day here. So you gave us the word of the day, and you said that for you is courage. You want to elaborate a little bit more on why you chose courage? Yeah, because we were talking before, because mm-hmm. the awareness when, when we talk about being aware through mindfulness, it's not so hard when things are going good. Right. But it takes like yeah. courage to really meet the unwanted. Mm-hmm. As things are not happening well, uh, going well for us, it's really challenging. And that is the best time to be mindfully aware because that's when you're going to get the most um, information that's going to help you with making wiser choices. Right. So it does take a lot of courage for that. Right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Gus, for leading us on this conversation about mindfulness. Um, I think that it's a fantastic, excellent practice that everybody should use. And it really does bring in the self-awareness and how I can make sure that I'm being one, the best person I can possibly be. But how can I be the the resolution and not the issue to a problem? So thank you again here at the Scene Forward podcast to our sponsors. That's Trinity Church and the Children's Trust. And don't forget that there are three ways in which you can view this podcast. If you like to listen, you can follow us on Apple and Spotify. If you'd like to watch, you can follow us on YouTube. And as always, you are watching the Steam Forward Podcast. See you next time.